Welcome to the Daniel Burke Show. I want to create a hundred episodes of podcasts. The longest Snapchat I've ever felt. One a day. Coming on. No real purpose. Coming on. No real topics to cover. Coming on. Just me talking. Coming on. Coming on. Three, two, one. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to day 19 of the Daniel Burke Show. Today we have an awesome episode lined up for you. I've got one of my close new friends. We haven't been acquainted for that long, actually. We met through a, a friend of mine, George, who I'll eventually get on the podcast as well. But uh, we've got Nedge here. How you doing, Nedge? Not bad. And yourself? Uh, excellent, mate. It's good to have you here. Yeah, I had it's a, good to be here. I've had an exciting afternoon, actually. I um, told the people at work that uh, my last day is on Tuesday. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Starting, starting a new adventure. Yeah, so, definitely. So, when did we first meet? I think the first day was that was on the water. Boat day. Yes. Boat Out day. on one of the islands. We had a few yes, that's right. And... I remember you um, you taking some photos of crabs. <laughs> yes, I was amazed by that. There was thousands of the things. Where did we go on um? Peel Island, Island that's took right. out George's boat. Yes, that's you right. You guys, we packed in tight. We were packed in. There was, geez, there was a lot of people. I think the boat was way overweight. Yeah. That was a right. <laughs> so I still really don't know um, what you do on a day-to-day basis. What, um, let's jump in. What would a, a normal day for you look like on a, like, if you were going, when you're going to work? Or is there a normal day? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I call them normal days. They're all a bit random. They go from... Quiet to absolutely ridiculous in yeah. a matter of minutes. Um, but it basically just starts off with, um, I like to be pretty stuck to my calendar. Um, so I'll go through that. And usually it's, you know, I'm at the office or I go straight to a meeting or whatever it is. But mm. it's changed a lot recently and it's sort of become just back-to-back meetings. Day oh, in, day really? Out. Yeah. And so go back to the, the calendar point. So will you have everything that you need to do, how far in advance will you like have things planned? Like, is it a daily thing or is it like nah, two, so three days out or? I've got two different calendars sort of merged into one. So I've got a few um, girls at work who manage that. Yeah. Um, and they'll book in appointments, people I need to see or whatever it may be for work. Um, and then I've got my own things that I book in. Yeah. Um, and we can both see what's happening. So uh, at, at any given time, there's probably things booked in for three, four months ahead. Yeah. Um, and sometimes wow. a year ahead, it really depends on, on what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so is this still to do with, with Seiko, like the manufacturing company? Or so like... Seiko itself, the company, um, we sold in 2005. That's your family? Yeah, your so that's my dad's, that. yeah, that's my dad. My dad started Seiko. Um, we sold that to, I think it was Philips back then. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, after my dad retired and, and sort of slowed, slowed down, um, I bought a shop and sort of started up and, and followed his footsteps, so to speak. What sort of shop? What so do you mean by shop? the first shop was, um, if anyone's in Brisbane, on Caxton Street. Yeah. Um, opposite the Caxton Hotel. Oh, wait. I think I walked past that literally the night. Yeah. Is that all those, yeah, those coffee exactly. machines? That was my first retail. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, sorry, guys, for the background... Seiko is a coffee machine company. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes machines for consumers, businesses, just the whole range. Coffee yep. machines. Yep. Okay. And your dad started that. 
Yeah, back wow. in geez, I think it was early eighties or something like that. Wow. Um, so what's what's his background like? Why was he into coffee? Like at the time, he wasn't. Know? He's an electrical engineer. Um, he had at at the time before he started Seiko, he had just an electrical contracting company. Mm. Um, he was struggling to make ends meet, and he went on a trip. I don't. Even, I can't even remember what it was for. Yeah. Um, this is before I was born. He went on a trip, and he was in. I think it was in Rome, mm-hmm. and there was an expo on. And it was a food and hospitality expo on, and he went in, and he was with my mum, and he just sort of was like, this is awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. Came back and, you know, closed the electrical company and sort of started working on whatever he could work with, you know, back then, because did, we didn't have much. Um, and sort of went from there to, you know, a, quite a large company in, in 15, 20 years. Wow. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Like you just go somewhere. It's crazy how those things can start. Like you are, um, yeah. You're in a totally different field. All of a sudden, you go to something. You just get inspired something by it. Different. Yeah. yeah that's one thing he's always said to me is, you know, I used to crawl through roofs, and all of my stuff would crawl through roofs every day long. Yeah. Every all through, day yeah. long, and then all of a sudden, he's you know realized this industry is untapped, especially yeah. in Australia. Um, and so he was like in Australia when he did this. No, we lived here. Yeah. Um, he had gone on a trip to Rome. Oh, a trip to Rome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's where he saw the expo. Yeah. And what, what is your um? What's your background? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good friend. I just <laughs> said to you before, I can't pronounce your last name because really, all, all I know you is Nage. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying your first name right. Like it's N A J E. Yeah, that's like, right. So, however it comes out, doesn't really bother me. So yeah. most people, a lot of people call me Nage, just like yeah. you guys, um, or Neji or Naji. Everyone's yeah. got a different way of saying. So it. what's the correct? What's the full? What's the correct way of saying the full? Full way. Neji. Neji? Yes. And then Halwini? Helwani, yeah. Helwani. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there we go. It's a strange and name. So, huh? It's just a weird name. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, it's not weird. It's, it's, it's just different to what, like, I'm used to, like, yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And where where does that, do you know what that, where that comes from? Like, um, I'm not sure if it's the Lebanese side or the Palestinian side. My okay. dad is Palestinian and my mum is Lebanese. Yeah, and when did they come to Oz? So my mum was born here. Yeah. Um, my dad fled from Palestine um, when the war started, so he came here as a refugee. What war? Like, why did he have to flee? Uh, so Israel was sort of becoming a nation. Okay. Um, and becoming a nation? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Because um, they kind of haven't always been around, and then the Palestinians were just in that, that area of where the, the, sorry, the British gave them that land. Okay. Um, and it just caused a conflict and, you know, they basically, their, their house was taken. So wow. they basically had to flee with what they had and they yeah. end up here as strange. I don't know why, but they end up here. That's crazy. Mm. It's just a small world. It and then all of a sudden, world. like, and now we're here. Yeah. Like, as far as I know, I don't, to be honest, I don't know much of my family history, like much beyond two or three generations above yeah. me. And then yeah. we're all in Brisbane and yeah. it's like, you collaborate. <laughs> like, it's funny how crazy it is when you meet people and you just go one line back like one degree and Everyone it's like different. your dad was in Palestine or yeah. was it Palestine? Palestine yeah, yeah Palestine and Britain I've just finished reading a book actually called Sapiens about mm. the last 70,000 human history I didn't realise how much Britain actually had control over before like the last century yeah they like they had Hong Kong they had India yeah. Yeah. they had everywhere now they've yeah. got like a small island mm. like like, well, I don't know how much they have exactly in total now, <laughs> yeah. but it's certainly a lot less. Yeah. Um, so have you be- ever been there before? No, we can't go there. 
You can't go there? No. How come? Um, the laws are really, really weird, so okay. I'm not going to get into all of the politics of how that yeah. works, but it is very hard to go to Israel. Um, really? Unless you're of that, that um, from, from my belief, of unless you are Jewish or something like that. Okay. Um, and me being a an Arab, yeah. um, it's definitely a no-no for me to go back to Palestine. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, so what about someone like me? Like, what if... Like a general Australian, can they go visit? Yeah, like, so I think you can. Yeah. Um, my dad has done it once, and when okay. he did it, um, they he literally had to go to the consulate, and they, they explained how it works, and they, yeah. Yeah, they, they end up going with two passports. Okay. And the first passport of them going through Jordan and things like that to get there had to be scrapped, because when they see you've been through these countries, they won't allow you in. Ah. Um, so going directly from here to there, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. Okay. Mm. Wow. That's, I didn't even know that. Like mm. the things you learn. Yeah. Like I didn't even know that about Israel. Yeah, it's a funny world we live in. Um, and so going back to the Seiko, like you, you said you took over that. Like was, in a is sense. That, like what? Okay. Um, let's go. How old were you and when, you, when you started there? And yeah, let's just start from there. And then what happened? What were the next steps after that? So dad sold. Um, sold it. okay. Yeah, so he sold, I think I was 17 when he did that. Yeah. Um, and straight after I came out of school, I finished off, you know, studies and things like that. And then... Um, high school studies? No, no, I did a bit of uni stuff. Um, so I did my business and the IT. Outside stuff. of high school? Yeah, yeah, You did business yeah. and IT? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the business was, ended up being sort of, I was working while I was studying. Yeah. Um, but it basically was just, I had, I grew up with being around coffee. Yeah. Um, I was never allowed to drink it. Um, <laughs> so I'd have my little sneaky sips here and there. Yeah. Um, but I just sort of, it wasn't the, the, the drink itself that interested me. The market is so diverse. The market is, a lot of people don't realize how big it is and mm. how, how, how sort of large the process is from, from yeah, a making. coffee bean into a drink. It's, it's a very, really extensive process. And that just interested me. So yeah. I started off there and we kind of went from that to a factory in Italy. Um, and in, you know, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to say it was easy. Uh, we, yeah. went, we had our up and downs and I was, you know, struggling and losing it for a while. Yeah. Um, but after, after a while, you know, coming to more recent days, we've got, you know, touch wood. There's, you know, multiple offices in, in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, um, is this still Italy. under the Seiko brand? No, so this is my own. Your own brand? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've, it's basically, there's a, there's a whole range of different brands. Okay. Brilliant. That's mm. awesome. And it's it's like funny you say that about the what the process is involved in coffee because mm. oftentimes I'll, if I'm going, I don't I hardly ever drink coffee, but um, if I do, I like to hear what the backstory is behind it. Like mm. you'll have, uh, you'll notice when you go to cafes these days, they'll have they explain Ethiopian beans yep, or something yep. like that. I, I'm butchering this because I don't, I don't know enough no, about no, it. No, but you're it's not, you're not at that. All. That's uh, that part of the process is very interesting. So mm. where, like, do you know any of the major parts in the world that, like, for coffee, like, is it all um near the equator? Is that yeah? So there's that's a, the there's ideal a few, climate for it. That's right. So there's a there's a few regions and closer to the equator is where those ideal, you know, it's got to do with the altitude, the weather. 
um, and the soil and stuff like that and being closest to those areas. And I think it's, I think it's, I'm not sure exactly sure what the limit is off the top of my head, but you need to be quite high to grow a good bean. Okay. Um, and I mean, you can grow coffee anywhere, but mm. what it actually grows is probably not that great. Um, like there's quite a few, um, plants in, in Queensland, um, that grow coffee and they're wow. just in okay. high areas and they yeah. actually make some really nice stuff. Yeah. And what, what? Do you know what makes it? Like, what for you, what, what is, in your opinion, or if you know, what, what makes a good coffee bean? So... What are the conditions that need to... Growing conditions, I mean, in, in, in the past 15 years, it's changed a lot. Okay. And, and that's just a mindset on what the final product should be, because they, there was a sort of concept of it should be like this, and it should taste like that. Uh, Whereas okay. now it's kind of being, it's drifted towards being thought of more like a wine. Yeah. Doesn't there's no bad taste, there's no wrong taste. Yeah. Um, you know, some people like those really robust, strong drinks. Some people like them really weak. Some people like them, you know, a, a rare a rare roast. Yeah. Um, and the growing conditions, you know, you can have the same bean, but it's grown in different weather conditions or a different period, and it will taste different. Ah, I see. Mm. Okay. We're quite coffee snobs in Australia. <laughs> oh yeah, we're one of the biggest. We're one of the biggest milk drinking nations when it comes to coffee. Milk. Yes. Like as in uh, coffee with milk, of course. Yeah, milk so, and so most are you saying that other places generally just have it black, like on its own? Yeah. So, um, in in most areas in Italy, you have a really really small menu. Yeah. You know, you go to a cafe. You don't go to sit down and chill out. You go uh, to, you know, uno espresso, and they give you the shot. Yeah. Or a ristretto, which is a bit shorter, and you you down that, you scull it, and you have your pastry and you walk out. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of cafes in Duomo, which is in the middle of um, Milan. Yeah. And there's no chairs. A lot of oh, them. Oh, you just, just walk they're in. Just, there's, you know, they've it's got like you're taking a machines. shot at a bar. Yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. People okay. are just on their way to work. They 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 scull their coffee. That's and they it. Go. Like yeah. it's no sit down process. Whereas here, it's it's more of a an involved process. Like yeah. you sit down for. The longer it lasts, the better almost yeah, here. It's yeah. like, you want your coffee to be a bowl, <laughs> like literally <laughs> a, literally a cereal bowl rather yeah. than a cup. Yeah. It's like, the bigger cup, the better. Yeah, and that's like when you think about the US, is they want their bigger coffees, but it's a different concept. They like, they like the black coffees, they like filter coffee. Yeah, um, they got Starbucks everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly I right. When I was there, like I could, could not believe how many Starbucks were in New York. Like just walking through Manhattan, like one every... Every block, yeah. every corner, yeah, and then yeah. people walking out with like liter, like literally s- jumbo sized, Drinks. slurpy type cups with yeah. <laughs> like a liter of coffee. <laughs> That's right. It was crazy. That's right. It's it's awesome to see. Uh, going back to what you said again, like just how diverse it is around mm. the world, and like how popular it is, and mm. the backstory. I can't. I can only imagine how many people's livelihood completely mm. delivers on. De- sorry, completely depends on growing that, yeah. like growing yeah. the bean. Like you, you have whole families farming. Yeah, most of the most of the plants, you know, in Ethiopia and those kind of areas, they're they're family owned and they've been within that one family for generations. Yeah, like you know, generations further than we can think back. Yeah, and it's literally the kids who grow up and they're working with their parents, um, and then that cycle just progresses, and then you you you'll either they'll either keep going and grow. Yeah. Um, or they'll, they'll, they'll sell onto a corporation. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see a lot of what they call fair trade coffee 
mm. float through, which is designed at giving the, the families and the people growing the beans that bit of extra money and the help yeah. within their region and the community to, to, to help them progress and learn. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy how many people get involved in just that one bean and how far it travels to end up in your cup. It sounds like with that fair trade, like how much does it cost to actually make like your generic cup of coffee? Like if I was to go to the coffee store right now, buy one cup of the average whatever they have, mm. what's the margin on that? Like, do you know what the average is? Like yeah, in terms so of what to make one is? It does, it costs everybody a little bit different. Yeah. Depending on what they're using, the milks are different or obviously over the, all of their overheads, but they're making a minimum of 500%. Five hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. So what's that if it's five dollars? They it's one dollar. Not even cost. Maybe even less. Yeah. Retail coffee is really profitable. Yeah. If you can handle the the, the hospitality life, because that's not easy. Yeah. Um, and you know that's your passion. If you do it properly and you do it well, and you serve your community, you can you can you can create quite an awesome business. Yeah. Um, because you you've got so much equity within your own product. To be yeah. able to do things, what you want to do, and what gives all your clients what they want to taste. Yeah, that's. I've always wanted to open a coffee shop, or not a coffee shop, but maybe like some sort of restaurant slash food place, and definitely coffee would be involved. It's yeah. so, especially in Australia now that I've taken take sort of started to take notice of how much we consume. It's just everywhere. Like there's, it's available everywhere. It's crazy. Like in the US, in Japan. Yeah. Like next to water, I would say that's the most consumed substance mm. drink coffee in the world. Coffee is the second, the world's um, most traded com- um, commodity beneath oil. Wow, I didn't know that. It's been like that for a good, I think it lasts below oil. Over 10, 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You don't people don't realize how yeah know, how, there's what's a in lot there? of people within these industries. Yeah. Because like, going back from the manufacturing process to what from what we do. All the way down to the service companies and the maintenance companies, and you know it affects so many industries, like your your, your your dairy farmers to, you know, even the people who fit out your cafe. Yeah, there's so many people within that one area in that one industry, um, and it's you know, just all industries working. Yeah, off each definitely. Other. And yeah. some of our biggest clients are corporate companies who want to serve coffee to their staff. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, we've got so many customers. I can't mention names, but they've got yeah. you know two three thousand staff members. Yeah, and you know, five, six, seven, even more, 10 plus machines just to give them their staff that, you know, really? that boost. Yeah, definitely. We see it, we see it more, you know, like my business specifically is focused more in those markets. Yeah. Um, it's and is that like, is the business that you're currently in, is that like selling the machines or is it like upkeep of the machines or any, did you trade in the actual beans itself? So or? yeah, we do a whole different sort of range of things. My, our core isn't, specifically um coffee beans okay we do focus more on the equipment and the management so okay. i don't like to think of it or we don't like to sort of sell something yeah um so when we sell something it's it's basically there's a there's a whole plan there there's a whole yeah. management system because we want to get the most out of the life of that equipment piece of equipment that we can of course um and not only just that like we've got a very large service network just speaking about australia alone um you know we 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 can sell a piece of equipment anywhere and still be able to maintain and service that equipment. Even if they're up in Ayers Rock, doesn't matter where they are. Um, and I think that's been one of the biggest sort of advantages that I've given myself. Yeah. And when I first started was 
having that network to serve so many different people because it, it gives those the clients that that mindset to sort of think okay well there's no problems about that and when you're in a remote region when you're five hours away from a major city and you have a cafe and your main income is coffee as soon as that piece of equipment goes down yeah you have no income yeah so for us it's unless we're giving them the highway to run the coffee beans through and to produce that income i'm failing yeah and if we're not doing that they're failing yeah and so my goal is to make sure we can do that for as many people as we can yeah that's that's yeah that's just like apple in a sense like you're not just selling the product you we're also i'm just speaking from my experience like it's not yeah. just you don't just buy the product you buy the services that come with it you buy into the ecosystem you like yeah, that's right. people I, I love what you said about the business like someone may have that one machine that is their entire income source yep. pretty much yep. and if that goes down then money goes down that's yep. the same as people who have a mac or, a, or an iphone or not more so these days mac but that's their entire income source yeah definitely. and if that goes down then that's it's yep. all systems go to get that back online yeah, definitely. so that's awesome that you can offer that full service kind yeah, of thing yeah well i try to focus that company to be not just as innovative as possible but to you know give the people who are disadvantaged or you know, the smaller companies that that edge to compete with the larger corporates. Yeah. Um, to sort of streamline the market and have it a level playing field. Um, and, and it's kind of some something that I would like to bring to, you know, as many other companies or brands that I ever work with or, or, or open up, however that may, may be, I would like to give the people that chance. Yeah. Um, and what, do you have an example of like how you, how you do that or? Yeah. So, yeah. um, a platform that we've been working on recently was designed to give smaller companies, you know, mum and dad companies who have maybe a childcare centre to a little cafe, mm. could be anything, um, for them to manage their company. A lot of companies spend a lot of time on the administration side, on the, the payroll side, on any of those kind of areas. Yeah. And it's not just that it, it is a very lengthy process, it's that a lot of people don't have that, that knowledge and education. Well, that's it. Like if you were starting a business, like, which is what I'm learning at the moment as well because I'm starting my own businesses, is that you don't start out with those skills. Like That's you right. may have a, yeah. a great idea and things like that and whatever. Like you might have the, the work ethic to, to go, to keep going and pursue that idea. That's right. But these, those things you just mentioned, like paying bills, organizing, administration, things like that, they're, yeah. the, they're the details you forget. Yeah, and I was exactly the same. I didn't know much or anything about them. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I decided to do the business stuff. Mm. And I don't know if the business stuff was the best thing for me. I did learn a little bit. but the, What, do you, the what best... do you mean about like business stuff like at uni? Like yeah. is that what you, yeah. when so you were studying? It, it's a hard one to explain. I had already been working for a long time and okay. working for myself. So wait, you were so... 17, finished high school and then you went to university straight away? Yeah, so I started IT? doing the IT stuff, yep. And then business was after, so you graduated from IT yeah. and then you were working at this stage? Yeah, or probably for a good three years. With with your dad or on No, your... well, dad was, dad was probably there for a good 16 months, 17 months in and out. Okay. Because, you know, I didn't know a lot and he yeah. was helping me with pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have done it without him. But, um, yeah, so after that, I, you know, I thought to myself, 
you know, maybe I should go and, you know, because the company was starting to grow and there was a bit of interest in what we were doing and I thought, yeah. shit, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my show, man. You can say, you can say whatever you want. There's no rules. Yeah, and I thought, oh no, well, I better get some knowledge thinking yeah. that, you know, that there's more stuff out there that I don't know about. Yeah. You know, thinking that it might give me that edge and, and it honestly, I don't know if it was, it was because I had already been doing, I had sort of had a lot of things in practice mm. before the theory side. Um, but I just felt like that education sort of process, it's great, but in those areas, it's very left out. You know, there's yeah. not much, when you think about how industry and, and how everywhere that's commercialized is getting, how innovative it's getting and how things are changing, the education so areas aren't. Yeah. Then they're, they're not. Like as in, like this, like this is what we were talking about the other night, like is in the schools and the universities the curriculum is struggling to keep up with yeah, what's right. going on in industry right that's now. That's right, definitely, yeah. that's right. And, you know, like you said, that they, they, they are struggling and technology is advancing at a level that, you know, our human minds can't conceive. Yeah, you know, exactly. I see we're new still, things every day and I'm just... We're still monkeys yeah, at heart. Exactly like, right. we haven't evolved much from having to run away from a lion yep. uh, and living in a tribe of 150 people yep. no more no more. The mindset and is still the same. It's just correct. Bigger. Yeah. And now we're connected to 7 billion other people. Whoever, whoever has the internet sort of, we can get in touch with. Yep. We don't have to run away from a lion, but we still feel those threats. That's coming right. In. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you don't, so you, you were, so you finished it, you're working at the same time and you're doing this business like theory learning, mm. but you're feeling that the business education wasn't up to par or something like that or I don't know if felt... it wasn't up to par it may have been a mixture of I was severely stressed out okay. um, and at that time I think and was the stress from the work or yeah from so the I study? had a lot of things going on um, yeah but I, I kind of did it to myself in the sense that I grew very fast and I yeah one of the things that I've always I've learned from my dad is companies that grow extremely fast crash harder and quicker yeah and I was afraid of that so, so you were afraid trying... of crashing yeah and, and I... so that was stressing you out and, okay. you know, I was trying to learn more at that same time. And by, I think, sort of putting my own self in that harm, I, you know, I, I made myself sick. Yeah. Um, and I also learned to lesson in that in that there needs to be a level where just like a calendar, you run yourself through the calendar, you need to know what's happening. You need, yeah. to, you need to create a line in your life to go. That's too much. Too much, yeah. And it's time to pull, need to back. pull it back. It's a time bit. to relax, and because otherwise that's exactly you've got burnout. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's, I, I, I was diagnosed with Crohn's at that time, um, which wasn't a big thing, but after a few years of having it, it turned out to be a big thing. So, for those who don't know, what what is Crohn's disease in a in a nutshell? So like Crohn's what? disease is a uh, autoimmune disease where basically your immune system is overpowering the rest of your body. Okay. Uh, so it thinks things are wrong uh, in certain areas. It's really common to get for people to get it in the digestive system mm -hmm. um, or in one specific area. And basically what it does is your immune system thinks something's wrong. It thinks you've got an uh, infection or, or a cut or something. Even though you don't. Even though you don't. So it sends okay. a whole bunch of white blood cells to that area, which are supposed to be you know your, your repairing cells. Yeah. And they cause problems because there shouldn't be that many. Um, and so in my, my case, I had it everywhere. 
it didn't matter which part of my body it was. You had it everywhere. Yeah. So and you can't see it. Like it's not it's not something yeah, you can it, see. Yeah. Because it's cellular level. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um. But yeah, they it was sort of popping up in many different places, and there's not much you can do but sort of suppress your immune system. Um. And by doing that, I mean yes, it, it sort of it it draws you out. You're really flat all the time. What, what's a what's a way of suppressing your immune system? Like is that by taking immunosuppressants? Yeah. yeah. So immuno- they give you immunosuppressants, which basically, um. I guess think of, think of it as using a battery a lot. You yeah. You're wearing it out. And they do that intentionally so it's not overpowering everything ah, else. Ah, yeah. okay. And it's something that they're still learning about. Like, they brought out some research a while ago that showed that that's not what's causing Crohn's. Mm. Um, but it's not something they can cure just yet. Yeah. Mm. And so you think, do you think that the stress you're experiencing from work caused that, like, onset? Or do you think that you would have got Crohn's regardless? Well, the way the doctors and surgeons explained it to me was it's it definitely sped it up. Okay. So they said it may, may or may not have happened regardless. Yeah. But Crohn's is really, really sort of um, influenced by stress. Yeah. And a lot of people... I could imagine. So many things are. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, stress is like probably almost the number one killer. Like, in ter- like just undiagnosed because we have all these diseases that... Like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm talking way above my head right now. I'm not educated in this at all. Oh, but neither all, am I. <laughs> all, of these, all of these diseases that sort of, who knows, after like years of just stress and like beating your body down and causing, like thinking about those threats that really don't exist. Yeah. And then four or five years down the track, all of a sudden you've got a whole list three, of things. three, four things wrong mm. with you and it's all... The doctors are like, oh, okay, well, we don't really have an answer, yeah. but here's, here's some pills to take yeah. and hopefully it fixes it. <laughs> That's right. Um, but really, maybe it's being just onset by mm. all these stress mm. receptors. And look, I, I'm probably just talking out of the air right now. I don't know. Maybe there's some truth there. I'm not sure. Um, but I can definitely see, for example, in where, where this train of thought comes from in my life is that my... My dad has Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's and oh, dementia and things like oh, that. No. And uh, it wasn't necessarily like he, he's a very happy person. And like mm. I, I take, he's one of my inspirations as mm. to why I want to, why my life mission is to make positivity louder. Yeah. Um, but he went through a very stressful event in, at the start of 2010. And so yeah. exactly how you said the doctors don't know if that caused it, mm. um, but they certainly think that it may have contributed to speeding yeah. it up. Yeah. So a lot of his injuries, a lot of his diseases that he has now are, are related to the to the brain, to the head. Yep. And he used to play a lot of football back in the day mm. and they get knocked down on the rugby field yeah, and then okay. keep playing. Yep. And so they think that these issues are probably caused from those head knocks from way back when, when he was my age, just playing yeah. rugby, getting knocked out all the time. Yeah, yeah. But that stressful event caused them all to, to come on yeah, yeah. And a you, lot faster than they would have naturally. Yeah, and you can never tell. I mean, these things may or may not have happened. I mean, the, the doctors and the surgeons and however, however really qualified they are, they don't know. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, you can never know for sure. That's exactly yeah. right. And my goal has always been, or my mindset has always been that you know, even even thinking about my niece, and she has a very long list of me- of medical problems that she was born with, mm. um, and she spends a lot of time in and out of hospital. Hospital, um, mm. you know, her first two years of life was in the Melbourne yeah. Children's Hospital, 
and it's not no, it made not me fun. think no it's definitely not like my mum and my dad and my sister and her husband and, and they're one of their kids they they all moved to Melbourne for that time yeah while I was still in school and it just sort of brought, brought a mindset into my head of regardless of what we get regardless of what issues mankind face yeah it's the same concept of how fast technology is growing we're constantly innovating we're constantly finding new things and I hope that one day regardless of what people's issues are and what their medical problems are and whether they're stressed or whatever it may be, there is something that will fix that. Yeah. You know, because we don't know what's going to happen in five years' time. Yeah, it's hard. And then even even then, like, something new will come up. Like, you hear all this talk of uh, super bugs or whatever, like, that are general... Like, even if we do somehow find the cure for cancer or find yep. the cure for all the popular diseases yep, like yep. that you hear about Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. Like yep. we find all these cures and things like that. What's next? Like we, like much like a, a computer system, you can have what like the best... What happens after we cure them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you have the best antivirus software in the world yeah. and then you just have a few hackers who... Yep, figure it out. Figure out a new thing. Like imagine if, imagine if that sort of stuff happens on a, in an organic stuff. level, like in... Yeah. Yep. It probably does. Yep, like we're, exactly again, right. I'm not, I'm not very well educated in biology at all. But yeah. I can imagine, that's like it. that's the thing. That's like, that's evolution, right? That's like exactly if we're right. if we're if we're killing all the bugs by curing diseases and things mm. like that, won't the won't a new lot of bugs that's evolve? That's exactly right. And and when you think about how, you know, how these really smart and educated people are working, like molecular biology. Yeah. I don't know much a lot much about it, but my sister is. Um, a molecular biologist and yeah. basically that is going down to a biological level to find out problems and to try and fix them yeah and if we can get down to those levels surely there's got to be a way in the future where if we're getting into those levels there's got to be some other third party influence yeah where mankind can cause those problems as well intentionally there yeah. is yeah and what's going to happen when when people figure that out yeah it's like when they're 3d printing uh, human organs yeah you know that's awesome when you think of it about the good sides but there's also downsides to all of that yeah what's that going to create what's yeah. it going to cause what, what what are these we don't know what are these artificial you know products going to cause to our society yeah are there you know hereditary problems are there whatever they may be we don't know yeah this is the start like if someone's got an artificial pair of lungs or let's just say and they they pass on their genes like what is that going to cause if they have an artificial set of lungs does the person below them get Something strange happened, but hey, I'm just talking out of my Yeah, head. exactly. I, I, so I'm I. completely wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> blowing this out of the water here. So I don't know it's good to think about though. And um, what were you saying? I was thinking of something when you were talking about artificial. Oh yeah, if we can, um, we're starting to like genetically engineer yeah. organisms. We've been doing it for a while, like, mm. and and there's a whole bunch of people against GMO, like mm. gen genetically yep. modified organisms and stuff like that. They won't eat it. Yeah. As far as we know in science, like I'm a food scientist by qualification or whatever, um, they're safe to eat. But yeah. we've only been doing it for the past 20 or so years. That's like, right. That's well, right. and that being said, can is genetically modified, like what depends what your definition of genetically modified, modified is. is. Like, yeah. because if you think about two purebred pure dogs, this is a real, I don't know, trying to think of an analogy on the top of my head. And then you you breed one of them with a another type of dog. Yeah. Is that 
offspring, is that genetically modified? That's exactly right. Is there some kind of like is the fact of yeah is the fact of you just you just breed two different plants together hmm. rather than literally splicing their genes? Yeah. Like if you're just breeding them together, is that genetically modified? I That's I think right. it is. Like yep. or if. If your mum's from, or your dad's from Palestine and your mum is from, well, she lives here, and they, hey, mate, they have you. Like, you're a genetically modified organism. Oh, weird like, one, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all, <laughs> Thanks. we're all different. We're all, like, no, nah, I like the weirdness. That's good. Weird, weird is good in my eyes. Like, and, because who wants to be boring? Yeah, that's true. Like, going off on a tangent here, but weirdness is, I don't know, weirdness is uh, seen in a negative light too much in... Yep in society today's world like but those weird ones are the ones who change weird weird you'll call someone weird as a derogatory term correct i i call someone weird as a good term mm. well i i think of myself as weird i love myself mm. like not not narcissistic way but my friends will tell me it um but being weird is good like i don't know i'm not i, I don't make friends with people who aren't weird yep like i want you to have something weird that keeps me like wanting to hang out with you because that means you're the integrant society that has the ability to change has the ability to influence and implement things that are different yeah as opposed to a mindset that gets stuck and it just goes to revolution and keeps ticking and it's like third party information yeah it gets jumbled up and mixed up like all the wars in the middle east we we don't know the exact cause or the exact regions reasons they're yeah. all mixed up. How many hands do they go through before they reach us in the media? Yeah. It's the same concept within any society. Unless there's people who are weird, Yeah. there's not going to be change. Because the people who are stuck in the mindset of, this is how things work and this is how I am, mm. look at those people who are making change as weird. Yeah, They look exactly. at the, that one-off protester or that one-off person who's who's trying to help an orphanage or whatever they're doing as weird because that's out of the usual. It's out of the ordinary from what they yeah. know and they do. It's, yeah, it's completely like we're going way off track here. We were talking about genetically modified organisms, but maybe... maybe <laughs> we they're, definitely they're, have gone off track. They're, they're a bit weird too. Like, genetically, <laughs> like we, we're talking about that. Um, where were we? I can't even remember. We genetically modified organisms and then before that, we're talking about business and business. how I started and all that kind of stuff. How you started. Mm. Yeah, we got so far off track. Like, oh, actually, gene splicing. Actually, Yes, that's where we're at. So <laughs> that's what I was trying to bring it back to. Like in the future, we'll have not too far. Like we'll be able to design, like design our own offspring. They're already trying. Like, yeah, it's going well, it, to it, it, happen. Like it's, that's going to be a thing. If and you can, if you that's can, what we were talking about, cures. And then yeah. if we just start, we start designing new human beings, like, I don't know how accurate gene splicing can get, but like if something, a new mutation forms in that, that section of the gene, yep. like all of a sudden we're creating new disease, new, I don't know. New elements. New, yeah. New elements. Yeah. Which are... Have we, the potential to raise a lot of issues. Let's oh, just say 100%, that. Hundred percent. It's like when somebody brings in a new weapon. Oh yeah. You know, we've brought in different things, but we're completely changing. Just you look don't at um, that can cause. Look at look at the nuclear bomb. Look yeah, at Japan. that's exactly right. Look at Japan. That's exactly right. That you've bought look that at, in. Look at all these off, offsprings from that. Yeah. You know, when you think about. Um, How did that change everyone? Yeah. Like, in, what in, if we all got a bit of radiation in us right. now? And and even the animals. That's in, in, us. in Russia, where yeah. the where they had a, a nuclear Chernobyl. Chernobyl. 
they were, I was reading an article the other day and they were talking about how there are actually gene- genetically modified animals. Yeah. Animals that have, you just know, wandering just around. wandering around and some of them have, you know, legs coming out of the wrong parts of their bodies. That is crazy. More than two eyes. That is a scary, it scary It is very thought. scary. And I was looking at these <laughs> That's pictures. That's nightmare spent. <laughs> I was looking at these pictures and you I was thinking... you just got like a deer with like six legs crap. and That's two right. out the side yeah. of it. That's right. And you've got an elephant growing off the side or something. <laughs> <laughs> an elephant growing out the side of a deer. <laughs> but that's possible because we're playing, <laughs> we're playing with nature that was intended the way it's supposed to be. We are, we are gods on this planet. Humans mm. are... We are effectively gods. It's a scary thought. I think, yeah, you have all these cultures and ideologies and religions that worship worship gods you, you can't really see or... I don't know how to think of it. I don't know how to phrase it, but Christianity. There's, yeah. a, there's a one almighty God, like that's one example, right? Yeah. But look at a lower level than that. Mm. We, what we can do now, like if they knew, like when, when that sort of stuff started, when Jesus supposedly walked the earth way back when, if they saw what we were doing now, would we be considered gods? Are we to doing them? the wrong thing? Yeah. Yeah. How do we know? That's that's just the. What are we going to look back on in a hundred years and go, holy crap, we shouldn't mm. have done that? Yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest problems now is that everyone ha- everything is open to interpretation. Everyone has their own mindset and their own thoughts. Yeah. So, what what one person might think is good for society and is making a good change, another might think is bad. Yeah. So by having so much freedom in our own minds, which is great, I'm not saying it is. It leaves us to, it leave, it opens so many vulnerabilities in our own selves and in our own, you know, in humanity. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's something we'll have to find out in the future. It's a hard concept to, to comprehend. Our freedom is also binding in a way because it's just, it's so, in some areas it's so prolific, like there's so much freedom yeah. that it's also binding. Like that's it's like, right. No, that, like bound right. by a like decision what's it called? Decision paralysis or something. Um when you when you've got too many choices and you just can't pick one kind yeah. of thing. And so that's that's what I feel like we have in it's hard in, in today's world. Um you have so many choices of what you can do. You have so many choices of what you can be. Yep. And the fact that there's so many choices, it's easy to get stuck with with one or the wrong one and mm, then that's right. you don't change out of fear. Yep. But really, like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you have all the all these freedoms in front of you, but they're effectively holding you back. That's right. That's you, right. You don't because know what to choose. It's like you've got a, a padlock on the door in front of you that you need to open. Yeah. And you need to find the key, but you need to also find out why you need the key. Yeah. Why do you need to progress? Why do you need to do this? Why yeah. do you need to... Why do we need to earn money? Why do we need to I give thought, back yeah. to society, you know? Yeah. And unless we're all... Unless humanity ends up one day being in the same mindset with the same interpretation, it's not going to be a world that ticks exactly the same. And it will well, never change be Change is like the that. only constant. That's exactly right. And it will never be like that because that's not right. Yeah. For everybody to think about the exact same things at the exact same time, it's not right. We're all different. We all look different. Yeah. We all talk different. We all, you know... Think different. That's exactly right. And what what we need to do in industries and in corporate worlds is nurture the fact that we're different and learn, learn from each other. Not Diversity fight with is each powerful. Other. Yep, that's exactly right. Because if we're constantly fighting, 
and not accepting the fact that it is a very diverse world, diverse yeah. world, like you said, then we're just going to end up in our own ball of fire. Yeah. It's exactly what we're going to we'll do. We'll just destroy ourselves. Yep. That's when you try to get everyone to conform yep. in one certain way, that's when you end up, that's when you end up causing the biggest problems. Because that's what all the, all war and all, like, you look at, look at regions like, I don't know, I'm using this as an example, it's probably not the best example, but like regions of the Middle East where you hear, the media will tell you that, that there's such violent regions and because of religion and things like that. Yeah. Essentially, it's, it's, it's all caused from people, groups of people trying to get different groups of people to see things from their point of view. Yep. And not accepting the fact that, like, you've got Islam, you've got Muslims, you've got other things, you've got Christianity. And mm. so, I'm using religion as a topic here, but this could be related to anything. Like, the whole issue arises just because two groups of people don't see the same way. Yep. And this is the same thing with uh, with just individuals, with your, with your arguments. It's just the fact that someone... All problems are just caused because someone doesn't see see things the same way as you. That's right. And that shows you the power of diversity because you might have two people that disagree on one thing and they're just normal people of any society. Yeah. But then you've got two people who are very high up and strong politicians who disagree, which creates wars. Yeah. You know, so depending on your level, which we have... I'm not going to say we don't have at the moment. And there's so many different levels. Oh, society, there's a hierarchy. Yeah, there's definitely it's, a hierarchy. It's not good. But you that's got the people, world yeah. we live in. You got if you're shit kickers, and you got yep. the people at the top who yep. effectively shit kick to the bottom. That's right. That's yeah. right. And if you're, I don't know, if you're a prime minister or a president, and you don't agree with another prime minister or a president of a different area about about something that is, in essence, always going to come back to money. Yeah. You're causing wars. You're killing innocent people. It's it's so hard. Like, I can't imagine. Is it, is it a good idea to have one person effectively in charge of three hundred and fifty million in the case of the US or yep. like here or when we have we have twenty four million? But is in that Australia, one person whatever. really in charge? Do you, do yeah. you think they they, they I, honestly? No, are? I, I I don't think that he's fully they're fully in charge. No, I think it's a it's a big ship in terms of like government and whatever. Yep. The person at the top is a small rudder. Yep. But that being said, small rudder still has a lot more a influence lot over. That's right. Over, like look at the PM in our country whatever mm. his name is like yeah. more influence over what the country does compared to what we can do oh, 100%. right now 100% and, and don't get me wrong I'm sure we could start a movement of some sort I don't know maybe we should maybe we should stop just talking about these issues and start something who knows um, but like if I wanted to go tomorrow and start something new my influence against a a greater population is not as strong as the person at the top. That's right. But that's right. that being said, is where am I going? The person should the person at the top have as much power as they do compared to like everyone else? Like yeah. what? Like and I think a great example of that yeah. is what's just happened with the immigration ban in the US. Yeah, you know, it, it got put in, it got put out, and, and then it went through the process of the high courts. And, or the federal courts and it showed or it really displayed a really good sort of strength within you know not just democracy but the, the power of the people in the sense that there were a lot of people that disagreed with it yeah and that person who was higher up 
who made that initial decision to go, well, no, these people can't enter our country, was shut down by the higher courts of the people. Which, yeah, which shows you, okay, that's, yeah, that's yes, cool. that person has power. I'm not, I'm not taking that away. They have a lot of power. Yeah. But they also have the people that are a really big influence. The people, yeah. And I think the people need to conform and not have outrages and big protests where people get hurt and things get damaged. They need to conform and use the avenues that they have available to them, like the high courts, yeah. to bring up the movements even, and to say, no, this isn't right. Even social media. Like... Yeah away from like politics and law, like you can start a movement on social media, like the world, if you want to change something, you can do it like that's We were talking about this Sitting before, in your own home. how connected everyone is. Yep. You can start something and have it spread like wildfire to however many Facebook users there are, 1.8 billion in the matter of minutes. Yep. Seconds even like shares don't take that long. And that's then exactly it, right. it takes one person to share it to their hundred friends and those hundred friends, Have 10 hundred of them shared it, another hundred, and it's just exponential. It's crazy. Yep. That's yep. why I was, I was talking today. I actually said to, to one of the staff, like one of my leaders at work, that I think um, Mark Zuckerberg is probably the most powerful man in the world right now. Oh, yeah. I think he, I, I agree with you because yeah. his movements and his changes that he puts in, especially on Facebook, yeah. takes 10 minutes for people to go, I don't like this change. Yeah. And then. Another 10 minutes for them to go, I love it, Yeah. forget about it, and it becomes part of their daily life and society. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, what, what were we talking about? Like, you got Facebook, whatever, 1.8 billion users. Like, that's, that's 25% of the world. Maybe 30. I don't know what the total world population is at the moment. But that's just Facebook. Like, we're talking, well, they got Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, all these platforms that yeah. are effectively, that effectively touch billions of people's lives instantaneously like one change happens and it gets rolled out and all of a sudden as you said it's a part of their daily life like and if you go to if you just go to facebook's um data tracking policy and you just have a read of like the information they have like that's that's that's, yeah that's that's kind of fucked up man like it's like knowledge (laughs) is power and when you got that much knowledge on people like on that many people that that's a fair bit of power. Like the US, I watched a movie the other night called Snowden, which is about that's this. An awesome movie. Have you seen it? I have yeah, seen about it. that that hacker hacker vigilante, whatever yeah, working for the slow, but then working up for the CIA, and he leaked all those leaked leaked all the facts that um, the US was tracking so many of its own citizens. That's outside of government. That stuff's already happening, oh, like 100%. with Facebook and, and stuff and like Facebook. that. Well, still happening. Yeah, like not even. Facebook, Google, everything. Like, no matter what you do, like, that's that's going down on a digital file somewhere. Mm-hmm. And eventually, one day, I, I don't not believe the fact that at some point that information will probably become 100% accessible to anyone who really wants to get it. Yeah. Like, Facebook collects it right now to, to churn out the world's best algorithm so they can shoot things into your newsfeed and, yep, and that's generate revenue the from the ads data. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. As you said, the data is that you always said, we have conversations about this, the data and what you do with that, that's power. That's knowledge. Knowledge is power. hundred percent. Regardless of what you do, whether it's yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Those companies are designed to give society a function to where they can enjoy a play, have fun, whatever it may be. 
but their goal is to capture as much data as they can. Yeah. Because the data is not only powerful, it's worth a lot of money. Oh and, yeah. You know, I'm I'm working on a on a on a brand and a company at the moment that 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 works in service industries. Um, I, I honestly I can't say too much about it, um, but it doesn't capture people's data. It's the data to improve industries. It's the data to give, like I said before, those smaller companies that edge to compete against on a level playing field with the corporates. Yeah. Um, and the data that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, that they capture is predominantly marketed to the marketers. Yeah. To the companies that want you to buy their toothbrush, that want you to buy their broom. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Like you're, you're looking up a new desk on, on Google or whatever, and then all of a sudden in your Facebook, Facebook feed. feed. That's exactly like right. That, that's what started to trip me out. Like when I started, when I pretty much canned all of my social media, not forever, like just as an experiment. I don't know, maybe forever at the moment because what I'm seeing now in terms of privacy and data, whatever, I don't know, call me a skeptic or something like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, like that was crazy. I, I hadn't even been on Facebook or Instagram in, in a few days and I was researching a new desk for my house and then all of a sudden the exact things that I was looking, <laughs> looking up at. on Google, like not even, I don't know if I was signed into my account or yeah. something like that, that was popping up in my feed. Like that was tripping me out. Mm. Like that, I don't know. And there's two ways that people think about it. You've got the people who are scared. Like, oh crap, these people are tracking me and they know what I'm doing yeah. and they're looking at me. But the biggest thing that I've found is because I'm, pretty involved with social media a lot and things like that. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I've found is for starters, there's no reason to be scared of that unless you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Because if you're not doing anything wrong that no one cares about, then who cares? Nobody is looking at that data. That data is, is not stored somewhere where somebody can open the file up like a Microsoft word file and go and read through it. It doesn't work like that. The way it works is it's it's stored as an algorithm so that, that it can be then used. It's all metadata. To, that's exactly right. It's yeah. popped up so you can see. They like won't you save said. your name, but I see what you're saying about like if you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to worry about. But still, I don't know. The principle to me is... That's your like, own information. Like how, how hard is it to reverse engineer the fact that you are making a phone call? We don't know your name, but we know you are making a phone call from the doctor's surgery to your wife and it yeah. lasted half an hour yeah. and you had an appointment on your calendar uh, for the doctor and you've been there three days a week and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, what how hard is it to reverse engineer all that stuff and find out exactly who you are kind mm. of thing? Oh, it's, it's, like, not, it's not hard at all. Yeah, exactly. It's and like you times that by like every other event you've ever done and then mm. it's just like, wow, mm. okay, all of a sudden, I know it's metadata, you don't really know my name, but you can pinpoint exactly what I've done for the past six months Yep. suddenly it's not that hard to find out who exactly I am. That's right. And there's an app. I'm not going to mention its name, but basically I'm going to tell you now, probably a good 80% of people who have a smartphone have this app. Yeah. It's not a social media app, but it basically, when you first install it, it asks about your location because it is a global positioning app. Yeah. And what people don't realize is because they don't look at that fine print, they're installing it straight away. Nobody reads the fine print these days. They just oh, okay. Every, yeah, everyone just and accepts. Yeah, if I'm, you're not I do okay, it. I, yeah, I, do I don't it. read I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. completely guilty of doing that. I and set up the drone before. If you don't like something, yeah, I did exactly the same just thing. Just tap, 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 give me yeah. my, give me my I just stuff. Want, I want to fight. I yeah. just want to log in and use it. Just I want to use it, know? yeah. Give me and it. what people don't realize is if you have a problem with those terms and conditions, look at them. Yeah. And if you don't like them, 
go somewhere else. Use yeah. something else. We have that choice. Yeah. We all have that choice. Look at Facebook security privacy and you know their privacy models. You this have that choice to turn the things data up. privacy. That's exactly right. And with this app, the way it works is it asks you to, you know, you really should have a look at these and, and read through them before you go through it and, 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 you know, log in and all that kind of stuff. And when I first installed it, I just was over it. I was like, hurry up, you know, install the app. But what it was doing in the background, and it was it was brought out in the media not too long ago, is it basically was logging your every movement, everywhere you were going. And you could go and see that on a map. And because people don't look at that, yeah. they, don't, they don't read about, okay, why am I downloading this app? What is it going to do? To yeah. better my life, is it worth? What value is me this adding? That data is it good? What's exactly? Is it adding value to my life, to my my company, whatever it may be? Yeah, you got to question yourself. You got to have a predefined set of questions that you ask yourself. And I do every movement, every process that I make, or whatever I'm doing in my personal life or in my professional life or within whichever company I'm doing. It is basically the same four questions. And what are they? Huh? Do you know what they are? The top I of your do head? know what they are. Yeah, let's <laughs> so, hear them. I want to hear them. Yeah, right. I like this stuff. So because I I bring it like I want to I I do a similar process in terms of I don't know if I have four questions, but I, every every new thing that I do or use or buy or something like that has like will this bring value to my life? Yep. Like that's the one major question that's I ask. Of mine. Like yeah, and so okay, let's 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 hear them. Do you know what they okay, are? Okay, so the let's first go. one is why. Why. The yeah. first one, basically, I've got all this written down, but I've sort of memorized it over time. And yeah. Basically, why can mean a lot of different things. And in, in essence, in a nutshell, I'm, it's, I'm asking myself, why am I doing this? Why does it affect me? And why does it affect others? So those, those three ones are really vital to me. And unless all three of those are positive, I don't proceed to the next four, to next yeah. three. Sorry. Um, the second Start one. Start with why. Yes. Yeah. The second one is when, and it's pretty simple. It basically means when is it going to apply? When does when is it going to apply in my own life, and when is it going to apply to other people? Yeah. Um, the third one is who, um, and ba- again, same, pretty simple. Is who does it apply to? Yeah. Um, and the fourth one is it's not really a question. It's just basically, I know it's something I like to do. It's it's, yeah. it's just basically health. Health, yeah. So for my personal life, and I know I have quite a, 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 at the moment now, I've got a pretty long list of, you know, health conditions that I have to keep my eye on, which I probably should do better for. Um, but it's sort of organically popped up in the last five years or so, basically saying, okay, is this going to affect my health? Am I going to stress myself out too much yeah. and cause problems? And also the people around me, my family, my friends, um, I'm... I try to be as close as I can to my family and my friends and they're a really big part of my life. You know, of the course. people who I hang around with and I spend time with are massive influences on me. So not only do I like to, you know, learn from them, I like to put an example out for them that will help them. And it's not something that I want anything from. It's just something where if I hear something or I hear somebody talking about something and I've experienced that before and I've been through that and I've... Um, and I've learned from my own mistakes. I don't feel a reason to hide that. I don't feel a reason to think well they should learn from their own, you know, their own mistakes, which is true. Everybody will learn from their own mistakes. Yeah. But if there's somebody that's done that before and they're honestly giving, you know, that that helpful mindset, 
I want to give that to them because you know it may mean yeah. it, it may They're be adding the make value or break. To you. Yeah, you want to add value to them. That's exactly right. And yeah. the health sort of plays into a lot of that because the mindset that I have for myself on that is, if I know that that process, that whatever it may be, has caused my health or the people around me's health to deteriorate, deteriorate, I don't want that to happen to them. Yeah. So That's I'm a big constantly one, yeah. asking those questions to myself. That's a big I'm doing. one. Yeah. Start with the why, and then yeah, bring it up with the the when, the who. The health, of course. Yeah, and they're, not, they, they're not perfect questions. No, but yeah, they, no, that it doesn't have to be like that because if it, if it, they'll never be perfect, really, like nothing's perfect. Like that's the cliche. Yep. Nothing's ever perfect. So, yep. it's, it's actually, relieving to hear, someone else who has a set of those values. Like, and I'm sure, so many other people do, but it's like, you never. You never hear about like these things without getting into these sort of deep chats that we're having right now. That's right. Um, to know that someone else has has similar decision making processes or or unique decision making processes, like I didn't know that about you before, mm. and now I I do a similar process in decision making for um, things in my life. Yep. Like, will this add value? Like that's yep. just one thing I've been asking for most of things because I found over the last few years. I've been consuming more than I have create been creating. Yeah. Like, and that's it's easier to consume things. Oh, like every day. Look at what we got now. We got a a forty inch TV sitting in front of us, or maybe bigger. I don't know. Mm. Um, that's right. Got a got a got an iPhone recording this episode that has access to the internet, which mm-hmm. is just a consumer's paradise. And so, I've been I got sucked into that, and I'm I, that's not a bad thing. Like, look, it's not a bad thing, but in moderation. Like, if that's that's right. Like, if if you don't have control over it, consumerism will consume you. That's exactly right. That's how marketing works. Yeah, that's yeah, marketing in a nutshell. Yep. Um and so that's what I've been trying to switch towards is is being more creative. That's why I started the podcast. Like I'm so mm. glad like to have this experience we're having now, like oh, in this conversation. Goes both ways, man. Yeah, goes both exactly. Ways. Um what have we been talking? Over an hour now. Yeah. Just literally over an hour. Yep. That's the conversation insane. went in many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> um, nothing big. But I just want to say thanks. This was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Um, thanks for for putting me on the show and hello to everybody out there listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, good luck, man. I, I honestly wish you the best in everything that you're doing. Um, Likewise. And I, and I see it going in awesome ways. I yeah. see. I see it. Like you said, I see it adding value, and even just this one podcast or however many other podcasts that you do. In many different things in your life, I see you adding value. You're the kind of person that will. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I I truly mean that. It's it's great to hear those words from someone who has created so much value in my life already in the short friendship that we've had. <laughs> Thank probably you. under six months, probably. Yeah, probably. And it's we're on the same mindset. It's funny how you find someone and you just start clicking. Like yeah. when you yep. when you got the same brainwaves and you're thinking like, I don't know. It's it's cool. Hmm. It's a, it, you can't explain it. You definitely yeah, no, can't, you can't explain, explain it. it. Like you can keep digging, digging and digging, like which is what we've done. Is like you can't explain it. Yep. No, but right. we're probably gonna wrap this up, guys. I'm I'm pretty hungry right now. We've been going for just over an hour. This is the longest podcast we've ever done. So that's that's awesome. Thank you, Nedge, for for coming on Thank the show. Thank you for bringing me on. Thank you. Um, we'll definitely do this again. Like yeah, that this is good. this is part one. I've got I've still got ninety one more episodes. No. 81 sorry wow i'm almost at 20 far out um 
81 more episodes. Nedge will definitely be on the show. Our other boy, George, who's, uh, who's linked us together, he'll definitely come on eventually as well. He's in Greece at the moment. Shout out to George if you're listening. Um, but no, thank you all guys for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for day 20. We'll be one-fifth of the way through this 100-day experiment. Uh, if you want to find more from me, you can go to my website, mrdburk.com. Uh, my email is daniel at mrdburk.com. If you have any feedback for the show, I'd love to hear it. Or if you want to come on, shout out to me. Um, but otherwise, yeah, if you learned something new, make sure you share it with someone. That'd be awesome. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome night. And uh, I'll catch you later.